Hey team. Um, it's me, M. It is a beautiful fall Wednesday evening. And um, yeah, I'm having a, a just a hell of a week at work. Uh, today my boss asked um, if I was okay not because um, I've been doing badly at work, but he just said I, I seemed like I had something on my mind. And I was like, well, you know, I have an anxiety disorder, so probably always have something on my mind. But I figured what better way to enjoy my Wednesday evening than, than, than by spending it with you all talking about some of my favorite things, uh, which of course is, um, you know, kink, kink talk. So today um, I'm here back for another kink cast episode. Uh, I had a lot of positive feedback from the cuck episode. Um, so I've got another fetish kind of lined up to talk about and I'm really excited. Um, you all probably uh, know this as the wet and messy fetish. Um, I feel like that's that's probably the widely known phrasing, but colloquially and by those in the wet and messy community, it's called splashing. So we're talking about splashing today. Um, I think this is probably a fetish a lot of folks know about um, or potentially more commonly joke about, but I want to talk about it in earnest because some kinks and fetishes sound frankly silly if it's not your thing, right? Or sound confusing on paper. Um, But, you know, if this is your thing, hey, I'm not here to yuck your yum. I'm just here to try and explain it to other people so it makes sense for them. And you know what? If this is your thing and you didn't realize it was your thing, look, now you got a name for it. There you go. Not to pigeonhole you. I mean, you can call it whatever you want. But um, so at a high level, the wet and messy fetish, aka wham, aka splashing, is essentially being aroused by the incorporation of food or another substance into a sexual encounter. So it could be something like cake batter, but it could also be shaving cream. Um, the key is that it's a non-bodily fluid. So this is not like a golden shower territory. Um, it's food or it's mud or it's a store-bought on or it's a store-bought item. Um, or paint, or gunge, which I've recently learned is, I think, the British slang for, for like, the Nickelodeon slime type stuff. Gunge. Um, Some folks do have an enjoyment in licking off something edible, but this isn't really a feed your partner and fap fetish. Um, This is particularly more tactile or kind of relating to non-taste senses. Um, But of course, like with an edible item, like sometimes you accidentally eat it or sometimes, you know, eating it is part of that. But this isn't like a food fetish, let's like just be clear, or a food play fetish. Um, Some people have sex or masturbate while they're getting messy, but others treat it as kind of an elaborate foreplay and clean off before doing anything sexy. Like anything else, this fetish can manifest in kind of a number of ways depending on the person or persons. Some people write uh, elaborate scripts and and scenes to kind of act out um, as as a kind of role play uh, version of this and 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 kind of like a you know like a build your own porn encounter. But others do it just because they can. Folks tend to recognize their interest um, initially through media depictions of fictional or real individuals 
getting wet and messy um, or through a really agreeable reaction to like playfully using whipped cream in bed. It, it can start as something small and then expands once explored, which I guess is kind of how fetishes work anyway. So why is this hot? Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't experience arousal from this type of play, let me try and break it down. I'm not an expert here, of course, but from what I've read. It seems pretty clear um, to me that there can be a texture component, an auditory component, and potentially a color component. Texture seems to be the biggest one. There's something about the physical sensation or the assumed feel of a substance based on the visual that comes from the way that clothes cling to the body when wet or dirty. And folks are often clothed when participating in splashing for this reason. As children, we were all kind of also taught to avoid getting dirty or messy or playing with our food, right? The act of being messy or getting someone else messy is thus inherently taboo. And as a result, to many, I, I mean, I think to my, you know, for myself to an extent, this idea is, is super tantalizing to kind of defy that. Um, in conjunction with that, the sound of the splashing itself I mean, it's right there in the onomatopoeia, right? You know, you got splash, you got splish, you got splash. It's all tied into the sensations affiliated with being wet and messy. And lastly, for some, there's something playful and exciting about blue liquid latex or red or pink. It's heightening our senses, igniting the use of our senses, and color kind of can overall add to that visual. I think laughter and playfulness, too, can be a really fun kind of turn on. Um, for some, it, it's about the type of scenario created by the splashing rather than the material um, used, right? So if you like kind of playfulness, then rolling around in some kind of substance as an act of foreplay can be super arousing and, and kind of create some anticipation. For others, um, humiliation might be incorporated into the act. So maybe that's a dominatrix pieing someone um, and that physical humiliation in tandem perhaps with verbal humiliation can really emphasize the power dynamic at play too. So maybe you're listening to this and thinking like, okay, what what are you talking about? Who does this? Um, first of all, plenty of people. Second of all, check your judgment. But to answer the question of kind of like what type of person is drawn to wham, um, like any other fetish, it really is just anyone, right? I mean, so there was one kind of splashing studio owner um, that I was reading about. And yes, like folks do own, you know, like someone might a dungeon, uh, studios where people can participate in splashing. Um, and the studio owner was saying um, in an article that her customers are mostly men between 25 and 65, but there are women participants too, as well as couples. Um, but really at the end of the day, again, there isn't a singular type of person with any fetish, it either rocks your world or it doesn't. Um, and that wham people are just wham people, um, which makes sense because that's how kink and fetish works. Um, so how might you add this to your own sex life? For those of you who are sitting there listening to this being like, damn, I really did like that whipped cream one time. You want to explore more. Um, so it can pretty easily be incorporated um, in a multitude of ways, both solo and partnered. You can cover yourself in either a food item or non-edible substance leading up to or while masturbating, again, either alone or while being watched, um, which might be more accessible for folks than kind of jumping into it with a partner. Um, 
through like a, a penetrative uh, or intercourse sex act. Um, it can be also used as foreplay though um, and kept on when with a partner during a sex act or it can be used during foreplay and then taken off so you can cover yourself or be covered in in some kind of substance and then have a sexy shower time and then, um, you know, have sex. Um, but given some of the visual cues that I mentioned before um, that people – tend to get off to, clothes are often kept on during the actual splashing itself. So something to consider if this is exciting for you. Now, splashing can partner with other fetishes too in a number of ways. The splashy, if I may be so bold as to use that term, can be tied up to add an element of bondage. Maybe that works alongside some of the humiliation as well. Some individuals include the consumption of the material during, right? So some folks treat food play as a kind of act of submission. It's really just however the power, power dynamic at play works for the folks involved. So, um, you know, food play is is you and your partner's thing. Go for it. Um, again, with consent and respect. Um, clothes destruction fetish can also pretty clearly be partnered with wet and messy play. Um you know, like once the clothing is thoroughly covered in mess, whether that's mud or cake or gunge or whatever, wets your whistle, um, literally, <laughs> but um, then the clothes can be cut or ripped off. You know, who knows? There are a million scenarios where sloshing can be customized for any given person or couple or group. I read in one article that cake sitting is viewed by some in the sloshing community as part of sploshing but it can also be kind of its own thing or factored into other fetishes, um, which I had never heard cake sitting as an individualized fetish like spelled out. Um, but clearly like there are folks who do consider it as its own thing. Um, and I, I think it definitely makes sense for it to be part of splashing. In fact, actually there's this really interesting Pornhub video that someone showed to me truthfully as a joke a really long time ago. Um, it's called cake farts. Um, and if you don't have a fart or cake sitting fetish, um, truth, it, it probably is comical. Uh, but I'm throwing it out there anyway because it really might be your thing. And if it is, then hell yeah, go for it. Um, and if it's not and you've just watched um, a pretty hot chick have her way with a the cake, then I mean, you're welcome for that too. So honestly, the main downside to this fetish, um, if I can kind of use that term, I guess, is the prep and the cleanup, right? For individuals who own and run a splashing studio, it's really physically demanding. Uh, there's lots of heavy buckets and climbing up bladders to put up protective plastic around a room. Um, in extreme studio cases, I read that a, that tw 20 buckets of goo, goo, I'm not exaggerating here, 20 buckets of goo plus 150 jars, tins, and packets. That's That was what was used for the splashing. <laughs> um, and I say extreme, sorry, like not to express any judgment or suggest any danger, but like straight up, that's a lot of fucking work. Like that, it's a full day beforehand to prepare and then a full day after to clean up for one glorious day of, of fetish exploration, which you know what? Fuck it. Like it's worth it, you know? Um, okay. In conclusion, I would like to say that with anything else, um, keep sugary or spicy or grainy materials away from your holes. You know, if you're going to 
close out of Apple or Spotify and be like, damn, Emily told me about that splashing and I'm intrigued. I love it, but I have to tell you, protect your holes at all costs. Your pussy and your booty are precious. And I would hate someone to have strawberry seeds, give them a rash, or for them to have spicy booty. But anyway, happy splashing. Um, as always, don't hesitate to slip and slide into my DMs. Let me see what I did there. Um, if there are other fetishes or kinks that you would like broken down, I'm super happy to take requests. Um, this is really fun for me to research. There are infinite infinite kinks and fetishes um, to read about. So I'm all for it. Thank you for tuning in. Um, And I'll be back with another one super soon because again, this is my shit. All right. Bye team. Bye team.